You're listening to Good Shepherd Brentwood's Sermon Feed. Today's sermon was preached by Mother Natalie Van Kirk and recorded on the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, October 1st, 2023. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I'm going to back this up a little bit. We have a dead zone right behind me, so I'm going to see if I can find a not dead zone so that I can see all of you in the front row. Is this a dead zone? Well, that's the streaming that will, the people um, who are watching the streaming service will find me um, just moving my mouth if, I, if I'm standing in a dead zone. Today is a, is a really exciting day here at Good Shepherd. Amelia Pinkley and Owen Bright are going to receive the sacrament of holy baptism, and then they and five of their friends are going to receive their first intentional holy communion. Days like today are red letters days in the life of the church. They are a sign of our future, and they are important for us to celebrate and to be really excited about. Now for today's sermon, I really want to talk to these young people who are taking communion and receiving baptism, and then the rest of you can just listen in. Now those of you who are getting communion and baptism today, you'll have to bear with me because sometimes grown-ups need more explanation than you've needed to understand what's going on. So there'll be some things when I have to explain for the grown-ups. But the title of this morning's sermon is, Why Do We Take Communion? How many of you can answer that question? Well, Owen can, Chrissy can, Courtney can, yeah, Karen can, and Caitlin can but there aren't a lot of grown-up hands going up. Just so you don't feel too badly, at 8 o'clock, not a single hand went up. Why do we take communion? Most of us kind of think, well, it's what we do every week. But we don't often stop and think about what we're actually doing, and so I want to talk about that some, but I want to talk about it, and I want to start this morning with that Old Testament reading from Exodus that we had, if you turn to it in your bulletin. The Old Testament reading that we heard was a story about the people of Israel complaining about how Moses had led them out into the desert, and they're so hot, and they're so thirsty, and they're so hungry, and they're pretty sure that he took them out there to kill them. Well, they know that, but it makes them know that he didn't, but, but that, that makes the complaint ever so much more dramatic, doesn't it? Okay. They were thirsty, and there was no water that they could find anywhere. And Moses, for his part, he complained to God. Why did you stick me with these people? Couldn't you have gotten somebody else that could lead them? If all they're gonna do is complain, This is a hard job, and they don't appreciate what I'm doing. And God said, I know they need water. Take some of the elders 
take that staff that I told you to strike the Nile with before you left and go strike that big rock in Horeb and water will come out of it. And Joseph, or Moses did what God had told him to do and just as God had promised, there was water. The people, God knew that the people needed help finding water, sustaining their lives, and he provided it for them. God provides, just as God provided the water for the survival of the Israelites in the desert. God provides us help to learn to live the lives we are called to live as Christians in the sacraments. We are called to become new people at our baptisms, to become people who are holy and filled with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's gifts. We're called to be generous and honest, loving and patient, good and gentle and in control of ourselves. And it's not always to be easy to be that sort of people. We can be selfish, we can be stingy, we can tell lies to get what we want or to stay out of trouble, we can be mean and impatient. And sometimes we lose our tempers and if we really want something or, or if we're really angry and then we can lose all of our self-control and things get really bad. It seems like, you know, if you're getting older, that it should be easier to be all the good things and not be all the bad things. And maybe for some people it does, but I think it's pretty hard for most people to keep away from all the bad things all the time. As we get older, we try and be the sort of people that God wants us to be but even the best of us can slip up sometimes and we do something that we really shouldn't do or feel some way that, that makes us think less of other people. And we're always sorry and we want to do better, but we're gonna need some help. Now, your parents, all of you young people, and every other grown-up in here, no grown-ups who are still mean and impatient, who tell lies, who are selfish and stingy and cannot really control themselves. All of us grown-ups know some other grown-ups that are like that. Now, because they're grown-ups, they can be really good at hiding those not nice parts and being, or pretending to be nice but the ugly parts always come out in some way or another. Lots of times it's just never occurred to people like that that there is a better way to live. But we're Christians and we know that there is a better way. We're trying to live the way that Christians are supposed to live. And in that, Jesus and the sacraments can really help us. And today, we're going to celebrate the two most important sacraments, the sacraments that everyone in the church participates in. And they're the two sacraments that always start with holy baptism 
and then are followed by Holy Eucharist. Now, for the brothers and sisters and everybody else out here, when you were baptized, just like Owen and Amelia will be in a few minutes, Jesus' grace began to work in you to make you holy. Now, grace is like a gift and a power all at the same time. You shouldn't think of grace like vitamin pills. It's more like, like a power, like something like a great magnet that draws you ever closer to God, like, like a tractor beam in Star Wars, only you're getting drawn into God and not the Death Star. Okay. And, and being holy means that you've been set apart for purpo the purposes of God. On the day that we're baptized, all of us are set apart for the purposes of God. What does that mean? Well, it means that God has a vision, an idea of the wonderful, glorious, amazing human being that you can be. And because God loves you so very much, God wants you to be that person. So to help you be that person, there is grace. There is the gift of that power to draw you closer to God, and it always brings us good things. When you're baptized, the grace of Jesus also makes you part of God's family. You become adopted sons and daughters of God and part of Jesus' family all over the world, all of our brothers and sisters who are believers in Jesus. You have brothers and sisters today, Amelia and Owen. You will have brothers and sisters that live in India and in Africa and in the Philippines. And all of these people here will become your brothers and sisters in Jesus too. Some of them are a lot older than you. They've been brothers and sisters of Jesus for a long time. And some of them are younger than you but we're here together to support one another, to teach one another what it means to be a brother or sister of Jesus. And that grace that draws us into God is going to help us do that. Okay. The grace, the good way to think of it, the gra grace is the Holy Spirit's gift of a powerful force that draws you to God and it helps make you the person that God created you to be. But you know, even after we're baptized, sometimes we mess up. How many of you people here who have been baptized have messed up? <laughs> okay, everybody's hand needs to be up at that one. If you're entirely sanctified and perfect, we need to talk because I've never met anyone like you. We all mess up, and, and maybe sometimes we're mean, or we don't forgive someone that we really should forgive, or maybe we're selfish and we're stingy, and, and there's so many ways to mess up. And that's where Holy Eucharist comes to help us. Now, in our church, we celebrate Holy Eucharist every week. And we celebrate it every week because we believe that it's important to holding our lives together, that we can't sustain our lives without it. 
and we believe that you know, if you skip it for several weeks or for months or years, that all the grace receptors that you have in your body, yes, in your body, and in your soul get clogged up. And then you can't, you can't feel the grace so much anymore. And you can't work with the grace. So we celebrate every week we celebrate Holy Eucharist so that we get more of that grace inside of us so that we don't lose our ability to, to feel it and to cooperate with it and to work with it so that we can be those things that God wants us to be. Because we believe that when we receive the wine and the bread, the body and blood, we're getting not only that gift of grace that pulls us nearer to God, we're getting a little bit of Jesus that comes into us and helps us become every day a little bit more like him. And that's, that's why we say we celebrate Holy Eucharist. Because we're filled with joy over the gift that God gives us in a little wafer and a sip of wine. Now, it's not a celebration like your birthday party where you jump around and sing songs and get real excited. It's a, it's a celebration where we're careful and we're joyful all at the same time because what we're doing is incredibly important and incredibly precious. And so we're really happy about it, but we don't want to damage it or not take care of it. It's kind of like when you get, when you, when you have a brand new baby in your family and everybody's really happy, but they're really taking care of that baby so you don't drop it. Not good to drop babies. No, so that you don't hurt it. So that the baby feels safe and warm and loved. That's how we celebrate when we celebrate Holy Eucharist. Okay, we're keeping, we're keeping that special thing precious and whole and holy. Okay. Now, there are some people who think that really the only reason we celebrate Holy Eucharist is because Jesus told us to. And that's important. And it is part of the reason we do it. But I'm going to give you three bigger reasons why we celebrate Holy Eucharist. When we receive Holy Eucharist or communion, that's when we share bread and wine, it refreshes us and it renews us every week. And we need that every week. Like I said, if, if you don't come every week, all the things in you that can receive grace get clogged up and we begin to forget about God and we begin to forget that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Everybody here has been through it. Think about how hard it was for you to get in the habit of coming back to church after the pandemic. Oh, I don't really need to be in church. I can believe in God without doing that on Sunday morning. I'd rather sleep in. But it's so important that we come and get ourselves refreshed and renewed and those grace receptors get unclogged. And here's the second really important reason. 
every time we come to Holy Eucharist, we remember that God has forgiven all the meanness and all the bad things that we have done. We say it every week. We say it when we say, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. We're remembering every week. We're receiving the blood every week and we remember that we've been forgiven in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And we remember how much God loves us that Christ would have come to give himself for us. And here's your third reason. It may be the most important reason at all, of all. And when the kids and I met last Saturday and we, we started our prep for this, we talked about this. God works a miracle in the Eucharist. And that wafer and that wine really are the body and blood of Christ, even if we can't tell the difference. Now, lots of grown-ups think, well, I don't understand that, so I don't have to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. But if we don't allow God to work miracles, then we've made God less than God. And what one of the teachers, the very first teachers in the church, said, and I kind of like this answer, he said, yes, it is really, truly the body and blood of Christ. And someone said, how? And he said, that's for God to know and you to not worry about. And I think that's a good answer because it leaves space for God to actually be God. And so when we eat them, okay, when we eat that wafer and we drink that wine, we take a little bit of Jesus Christ into us and we get a little bit more transformed into a little Christ every single week. When I talk to the kids, I don't know if your mother said things like this to me. Mine used to say to me, if you eat any more potato chips, you're going to turn into a potato chip. Well, it turns out that at least one mother here says if you eat any more chicken nuggets, you're going to turn into a chicken nugget. Okay. If you eat Christ, you're going to turn into Christ a little bit more each and every week. And when you mess up, when you fall down, you get back up, you come to Holy Eucharist, and you get reminded that you're forgiven every single week. And knowing that you're forgiven helps you be better the next week. I am so excited to share Holy Communion with you all this morning. It's the very best thing I get to do to share the body and the blood of Jesus with everyone who's here. So I want you to come as soon as we finish baptizing Owen and Amelia. And we're going to celebrate the meal that Jesus gave us. We're going to celebrate and hold something precious and holy in our hands and something precious and holy in our hearts. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in hearing our sermons in real time, you can check us out at our website, 
www.goodshepherdbrentwood.org or attend online during our 1015 Sunday live stream on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Good Shepherd Brentwood. If you have any questions or comments, or maybe you'd like to meet with one of our clergy, you can email us at office at goodshepherdbrentwood.org. Or if you're interested in visiting in person or have questions about our programs and services, you can text 615-637-3738, where you'll be contacted by our staff. We'd love to meet you.